All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Monday, February the 14th, 2022. And you know what? We have a fair bit to cover today, considering we did a, such a, an extensive um, sort of recap or catch-up uh, catch uh, from uh, last Friday. And I'd like to thank you folks again for your support for the uh, the previous week of us uh, of me being off. Uh, still haven't fully recovered from this cold, but again, with what they're spraying in the sky seemingly and with the, me barely having any sunlight and all that i figured it would take this long to get over it anyways but let's jump into it so first and foremost Norway has scrapped its final COVID restrictions despite a surge in Omicron cases. No more masks, social distancing, vaccination certification, or self-isolating requirements, Prime Minister Jonas Garstor announced. Hopefully I didn't butcher the Prime Minister's name. Uh, Norway also is ending requirements for vaccination certificates or testing when entering the country. Also, no more digital registration prior to arrival. Look, I'm going to be honest with you folks, this is just my personal opinion, but again, Norway's starting to look pretty good at, right about now at this point to tell you the truth but um i say that half seriously half jokingly i never even thought it would come to a point where i would say that i'm half serious about that i always thought that saying those things would be a joke but the reason i say that is because i would actually like to skip over to something uh, to reporting this right over here which is that canada's prime minister trudeau plans to invoke a never-before-used federal emergency power in response to nationwide protests, according to the CBC, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, basically Canada's version of CNN, and if you follow the money, I mean, it's basically the exact same thing as CNN. Um, Trudeau told his caucus he will invoke the Emergencies Act, and if I'm not mistaken, before it was called the Emergencies Act, it was called the War war uh, emergencies something along the it had the word war in it but anyways point being is that this has never been done before um i have personally taking a motion out of it as much as i want to freak out and go what the heck for a, a multitude of reasons as to why i disagree with him doing this if i'm gonna do my best to stay neutral unemotional the whole thing again we can argue that's what's partly wrong with our society getting too emotional too quickly Honestly, th this is, I still don't see how this could be justified. And I'll tell you exactly why I think this, folks. It's not like Trudeau set up a panel and or set up a round table and sat with the truckers and the representatives and said, let's meet each other halfway, not even close, right? So it's not like he said that. And then the truckers are still, you know, uh, you know, uh, pestering and protesting and yada, yada. It, it, he won't even sit down with them. He won't even sit down with them. So again, and then he's going to invoke this act. Again, there's there's been talk for those that don't live in North America, or even if you do and you didn't hear about it, there's been talk that the Trudeau government might in fact actually um, ask the Biden administration for some military help by bringing the, uh, the American military, um, or um, excuse me, uh, Homeland Security into Canada. Or the, the National Guard, excuse me. I mean, to me, at least, folks, personally, that that's... In, uh, to me, at least, guys, that that's nuts. That's, I mean, for a multitude of reasons, first and foremost. I think that looks very poorly upon the leadership and administration of the Trudeau government. But, I mean, I can just keep going and going with all the ridiculous things that he's been doing. Um, to be honest, at this point, I, I used to say it as a joke, but I really do mean it. It's like he's just waiting for his next orders from, you know, the, the people above him, so to speak. So, again, take that as you will. I mean, I'm very, very shocked that this is happening. I think that this is quite scary. Trudeau is either transnational elites have some blackmail on the guy or they're telling him to, to not cave in for particular reasons and he's just the middleman. Um, again, there's actually been some circulation lately of Trudeau being associated with, you know, being the son of Fidel Castro. It used to be a joke, but people are actually taking it seriously now and I'm not trying to be the person that even makes it more serious if that's not the case, but guys, honestly, you, 
just look at the pictures for yourselves to tell you the truth. Um, the next thing is that the new Durham filing, Rodney Joff uh, et al., monitored Trump's internet traffic during the Obama administration. Rodney Joff is the person referred to as, quote, Tech Executive One, end quote, in Sussman's indictment for allegedly lying to the FBI by withholding his connections to Hillary Clinton's uh, 2016 election campaign against former President Trump. Look again. It, there's been a lot of things that Trump has said that a lot of at the time I thought, man, he's just rifting in terms of like he's just you know blabbing out whatever comes to his mind. But it turns out he was correct. Now again, not saying that he's some prophet. Uh, you know, he predicts things and he's always right. I'm not trying to say that, guys. But ultimately, when I looked at that, it's like there's been more than a few times where he said some things that he's been correct. Now the opposite end of that argument to play devil's advocate as well. You know, Dave, if you blab as much as that guy does, eventually you're going to be right on something. And to that, I say honestly, fair point. But in this particular instance, we can say it's anecdotal, but in this particular instance, Trump uh, claimed for many, many months at this point, years, that he was being spied on during uh, underneath the Obama administration. So again, take that as you will. The next thing is that Canadian police, some in military-style gear, are moving in to remove the protesters blocking the U.S.-Canada border crossing at the Ambassador Bridge. Um, yes, the police moved in and then what they did not report because it did not fit the narrative. And I, I know this because I spoke to some people who sent me their direct phone footage. Um, there were Canadian veterans, military or army veterans that stood right in front of the truckers at the front of the, of the, at the ambassador bridge there, if I'm not mistaken, uh, basically trying to make a point to the police saying, what are you going to do? Touch us. And ultimately folks, this looks just terrible on Trudeau. Ultimately. Um, you see the premiers of the of each province not really wanting to go along with it, some more than others. But point being is that again, what do you what are these police going to do? Touch the veterans now? You're going to touch the vets again? It's I, I don't want to get emotional, guys, with this whole thing with Trudeau, particularly because it is my country and I live in it. But I mean, I'm really trying to stay neutral without jumping in and you know expressing my true true feelings on the matter, um, which I will soon. To tell you the truth, I'm not holding back. Uh, well, I am for now, but uh, the next thing is that um, the tweet of the day, according to Disclose TV, I found this little funny, goes to the city of Santa Monica. The uh, city of Santa Monica's official Twitter posted a Russian MiG-29 fight, fighter jet in anticipation of the Super Bowl United States Air Force flyover. I found that a little bit funny and, you know, ironic considering what's going on in Ukraine. Um Anyways, uh, speaking of which, Germany will not lift all COVID restrictions before March 20th. They will not. Indoor mask requirements will even continue after this day, according to a draft resolution. The German population currently faces the strictest COVID restrictions in the world, according to the, quote, government response tracker, end quote, by the University of Oxford. So, again, it... I'm very conflicted personally as to if this is a deliberate pullback by the transnational elites with respects to dropping all the mandates and all that. But at the same time, there's a part of me that says, you know, the system of academia can't be suppressed all across the board constantly. Um, case in point to this Oxford study, if this Oxford study were not to be released per se, would there be a way of containing that? And along the, all the people along the line that did this study, would there be a way of keeping them quiet? Part of me says yes. Um, and, I, and I say this because, again, for those who say there cannot be grand conspiracies per se, you know, and I'm saying this for the sake of YouTube, I'm going to call it proposals, let's call it. When you look at how, for example, Epstein was able to cover up his uh, his donations via the, Bill, the, the Gates Foundation for years and years to, I believe, Harvard and Yale, and there were people that are now coming out, granted, but for years they stayed quiet, saying, oh, we were told that we can't 
you know, we can't disclose Jeffrey Epstein's name on the Gates Foundation donations, yada, yada, this and that. And we were told by people from the Gates Foundation to keep this quiet. So, again, it, I, I sort of kind of go back and forth in my head as to whether up grand scheme cover-ups could in fact be uh, harnessed and utilized to the uh, to the extent in which there is no leakage, per se. Because grand scheme cover-ups have been done and attempted, but they've come out. The question is, the ones that haven't. Have they been successful because they haven't come out, right? And by definition, we have not heard of them. Anyways, the next thing is that a convoy of trucks and vehicles um, arrive in uh, Jerusalem, Israel's capital, to protest COVID restrictions. Again, take that as you will. This whole trucker thing. I mean, I, I saw an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal the other day. And in the Wall Street Journal of all, of all places, mainstream media outlets saying, when you've pissed... And uh, granted, it was an opinion piece, but it was saying... When you've pissed off the Canadians, you know you've really done something wrong. But, you know, with the truckers and all that. And, you know, I, I, I say fair, fair. Um, <laughs> speaking of, you know, uh, pissing off and, and all that stuff, uh, continuing, continuing, excuse me, on the COVID route, boosted Prince Charles has given COVID to his wife, Camilla, who's 74 years old, uh, the Duchess of Cornwall. Why they have these names, I don't know. But um, she's also fully vaccinated and boosted. But Buckingham Palace still refuses to say if Queen Elizabeth has COVID. I think Buckingham Palace refuses to say if she's still even alive, if they, if the press would have the balls or the scruples to ask that question. But anyways, um, the next thing is that Moderna mRNA shares are down over 14% in early trading. Uh, interesting, after that, from my understanding, the CEO dumped $400 million worth of stock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the next thing is that now this, oh my gosh, I'm not going to let my bias or emotion sway you guys, but holy crap, or I'm at least going to do my best not to. Pfizer recommends contacting your doctor if you are experiencing symptoms of a blood clot in a deep vein as a part of what the quote, no time to wait campaign, end quote. Oh my gosh, that is criminality, at least in my humble opinion, at the highest level. This is just an opinion for YouTube, I want to be clear, but that's criminality. Rush, rush the beep boops out there, but then all of a sudden, oh, if you got a problem with the beep boop, which by the way, we're hiding a lot of the data on that, and we're in court battling that out, call your doctor. Ah, and then if you ask them, is my doctor going to know what to do at least? No, but call your doctor. I mean, how's the doctor going to know what to do if they can't look at the data that's being hidden in court right now with FOIA, with the FOIA re release and all that stuff? This is, again, assuming I, ha I have this in full context and I have the understanding. But even then, even if they released all the data, I, I don't even know where to start, guys. This is, I mean, the fact that they just, it's like, and, and they, they know what they're doing. That's the thing. The ones at the very top, they know. They know what's happening here. They know they've rushed it. They know that uh, arguably it's not even a real beep boop, many, many docs are now saying. The ones that have the scruples allegedly to speak out, right? And then, and then all of a sudden, many, many months later, after they, after they say, let's rush this stuff through, especially to children, let's just jam it all through. I'm not just talking America, by the way, guys, globally as well. Months after they jam it through, they go, oh, by the way, if you got a problem, call your doctor. What? I don't know, guys. That's at least how I see it. Um, the next thing is that Ukrainian President Zelensky plans to address the nation tonight, RBC News Agency reports. Uh, Zelensky addressing the nation says, quote, We are told that February 16th will be the day of the attack. Uh, we will make it the day of unity. On this day, we will hoist national flags, put on blue and yellow ribbons, and show the world our unity. Um, end quote. Now, shortly after, Zelensky's reference to the February 16th date as the day of the Russian attack was said with irony, a presidential aide now says again um this is what i mean when i say in some cases do these leaders even know what's really happening or are they the ones that even have control really not just trudeau but even people like zelensky relative to their positions and i say that because again th these these 
I wonder if these elites even really have a plan or if they're just stuttering and waiting for orders from God knows who uh, to move forward. And I'm not trying to sound like a, a tinfoil hat person. I say that because how many um, clumsy speeches have been done by world leaders all over the world, by the way, in the last two years? where their administration would have to come out, whether developing or developed nations, their administration would have to come out and clarify the statements made by said leaders. I, I don't know. I just find it interesting that there's no, uh, I guess you could say, it, it doesn't. things don't feel as fluid or smooth, which is what, again, this is just my humble opinion, I could be wrong, but which is what leads me to think that there is infighting between factions, and therefore there is a global plan per se, but it's not being played out in the way in which some factions would have liked. Again, this is just my speculation, I could be incorrect. The next thing is that Iran says the outcome of the Vienna talks hinges on Western decisions. Iran hands in its final package of proposals and said key decisions will require excuse me, political action from Western countries. Again, they're basically saying, hey, U.S., the ball's in your court. In my humble perspective, it's similar to what, you know, Putin is saying to the U.S. with respects to Ukraine. Listen, you guys have hammered us for years, um, sanctions, yada, yada, um, and, and you've done things totally off the books that we know of because of our intelligence resources um, and capabilities and intelligence co and data collection and gathering. Uh, again, folks, not to defend Iran, not to defend Putin, just trying to take a different perspective here. Um, I, look, if it's true, allegedly... Off the, off the record, non-confirmed that the NSA, in the case of, for example, Ukraine, is placing uh, um, uh, secret surveillance um, tools and, and, and missile bases and all that, uh, secret ones, granted, near the Ukraine-Russia border. I understand why Putin's going to push. I truly do. That's just my opinion, but I get it. Uh, that's like if, you know, any other country came right up to Hawaii or the coast of California and started putting missiles there. You think the U.S. would stand for that? I mean, again, I'm just trying to be fair here, guys. Look at it from a human perspective. Now, as it pertains to Iran, they're basically saying, listen, the U.S., the ball's in your court. I think secretly, as I've said, I think Iran has nukes. So, again, I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it is a, a bit of a stage of a theater, so to speak. It has to do with soft disclosure on a public level relative to strategic underlyings underneath that that the public will arguably never find out about. And if they do, it'll come. it'll be presented as some anomalous event in the news and disappear. So... The next thing is that climate change is forcing Zimbabwean girls into sex work, according to Al Jazeera. As global as global, excuse me, warming continues to devastate rural agriculture, young women are moving to urban centers and into prostitution. Okay, I have nothing against prostitution personally. I, I, I'm curious to think if this is part of the sort of global uh, climate. Um, I got to be careful with this because of YouTube, but that that sort of agenda, if you will. Or if this is a legitimate concern. Now, look, at the end of the day, you're never going to really resolve this problem, in my humble opinion, unless you fly there and you ask the women who are going through this directly. And I genuinely mean this, not sarcastically. You ask them, are you okay with this type of work? And I, I'm being honest. I'm just trying to, you know, um, I know that there are male prostitutes as well. And I would say the same thing for, for males as well to be consistent. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I don't know what else can be said. Um, there are many females and males that have perspectives as, look, this is work, and if they're okay with it, so be it. Um, there's others that say this should not be a profession. Again, not to get into that whole debate right now, but the next thing is that French air raids have killed 40 fighters in Burkina Faso. France says the fighters were responsible for deadly attacks in Benin, whose victims included a Frenchman. Again, I'm not for violence. I'm not saying this is justified, but now that it's all said and done... I want to see the data and the reports because the, to me, I take the France's word just like I take the Pentagon's word. I don't. So, I mean, that's just me personally, though. Um, and I say this because you could, you know, you can argue to play devil's advocate, Dave. France is not the Pentagon. Totally different country. 
Yeah, but when you follow that, when you're under that NATO umbrella, especially as close as you are as France is to the U.S., uh, you kind of follow the same tactics, in my opinion, at least. So I'm, I'll just leave that there in terms of how you state things, how you lie about things. That's what I mean. Um, the next thing is that Kandil Balok, um, the Pakistan court, has freed uh, his brother for an honor killing. So... Sorry, let me rephrase that. According to Al Jazeera, Pakistan court frees brother for honor killing. Mohammed Wasim was arrested in 2016 after he confessed to killing Kandil Balok, uh, 26 years old, for posting what he called, quote, shameful pictures, end quote, on Facebook. He was then released and uh, not even granted bail. He, all the charges were dropped, from my understanding, as I was skimming through this article. Um, again, presuming this has gone through the formal litigation process, so be it, but even then... Uh, to, look, if I'm being honest with you folks, I don't have family there. I don't, in pure theory, who am I to say, right? Who am I to judge? Totally separate nation. I'm not from there. We do have people from there that watch the show, which I'm very grateful of, by the way, from in Pakistan. I would encourage you folks to comment on the YouTube side of this below what, what you think, like how the laws work there, because I don't want to say I don't know the intrinsic details and the beliefs of that culture. Um, so I, again, I also have to keep in mind, and also we as the, you folks as the listeners too, including myself, guys, we got to keep in mind, we have an intrinsic bias based on the environment, the immediate uh, vicinatory environment that we grew up in. So that will affect looking at this in this regard. So a lot of moving parts here, so I don't want to comment on that. And and some of you might say, Dave, well, that's a cop-out answer. I got to get more details, guys, or else I, won't, I don't want to say. Uh, the next thing is that India has banned 54 Chinese apps on security concerns, according to a recent report. The move comes as a long-running dispute between the two nuclear-armed nations remains unresolved. Um, okay, yeah, the India-China dynamic has always been interesting to me. I don't know the history of these two nations re uh, relative to their dealings uh, directly. Um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about the history of the CCP, particularly. Um, just trying to, you know, brush up on my skills and India as well. But... Again, assuming this was ruled based on the bodies, the regulatory bodies or oversight committees or whatever is had in India uh, to establish such decisions, assuming it was done through the uh, through the legitimate process, there was no intelligence incursion of any kind, I guess so be it, right? If there are legitimate concerns. And this is the thing, guys. This is well, I just want to make a quick little point before going on. Please forgive me. We want to be able to trust our governments in a perfect world. If the government says, oh, there's a security security concern, we're going to ban these apps and help you guys help society out so you don't get messed with from uh, um, enemies or adversaries overseas. Great. But again, it's all the system is based on a good faith system. And naturally, humans are not like that, or at least maybe I, I would like to think we are. But again, you have good apples and bad apples, just like everything else in life. It, like, in, you know, the hermetic principles, as above, so below, the yin, the yang. So this is the problem I have, folks. Um, if the government could truly be trusted and how we'd be able to figure that out, I still don't know. But if they could be, I would read this report and say, thanks, Indian government. But we can't, tr I'm sorry, we can't trust the world governments, at least in my opinion. Um, the next thing is that Kashmir journalists say local newspapers are erasing their work. Journalists in Kashmir say archives are disappearing from local newspapers and that it is a deliberate pattern, quote, to twist history, end quote. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's happening here, too. It's just being done a little bit differently in my humble perspective as it pertains to the what we call, you know, in, in the West, it's the pivoting of definitions. That's the new thing, pivoting. So, um, again, you know, maybe history in the West is going to pivot now, just like it is in Kashmir. But, you know, um, half joking, half strongly serious. <laughs> the next thing is that 
Babushka Battalion is ready to protect Ukraine from Russia, according to Al Jazeera. As tensions with Russia enter a critical week, some older Ukrainian women are ready to do anything it takes to defend their country. I believe that. I believe it. These um, these Ukrainian women, they don't mess around. Very, I got a lot of respect for them. Strong-hearted women, truthfully. I mean, we saw this happen in 2013 or 14 on the Maidan in Ukraine again, where there were, you know, people coming out. Not um, They were using trash cans and anything they could get their hands on as weapons. Um, this is when it gets interesting, guys. Again, going back to this whole thing of, you know, different countries around the world are saying, oh, what do the people of Ukraine want? And then depending who you ask and which survey you look at, which report, which data, which could be skewed, right, in either direction, to be fair. Um, some say the Ukrainian people want to stay independent. Others say, oh, they, they're okay with joining with Russia. It's hard to say, guys. It, it really is. Um, there was a quick example. You could say this is anecdotal, but just to give you guys an idea, a recent study came out that the State Department of the United States cited, which we should not really trust when the State Department cites them, uh, but says essentially, look, we took a poll, we did a survey, the people of Ukraine, they want to go be in Russia. Uh, they, uh, sorry, they, they do not want to be a part of Russia, excuse me. Now, independent professors based out of Moscow went on American uh, podcasts rebutting that, saying, well, this survey is skewed. They did not factor in the people of Kiev and the people of the Maidan. Again, I'm not trying to pretend to be a Ukrainian expert. I know there's a handful of you that watch the show from Ukraine. I cannot thank you enough for supporting. I truly, truly love you. Thank you so much. Uh, please comment on the uh, below on the YouTube video if you would ever be so kind enough to give some context. Because at that point, I can only present unless I'm on the ground. I can only present to you guys what both conflicting angles are or multiple angles are. The next thing is that suspecting fraud, a UK tax watchdog has seized NFTs for the first time ever. Three people have been arrested on suspicion of attempting to defraud United Kingdom tax authorities in a first probe involving NFT seizures. I, this was going to happen, in my humble opinion. NFTs, um, it's been you know very strongly suggested that it's it's been being used for money laundering. For those who don't know what NFTs are, they're basically um, pictures or gifts that are or memes that are being sold for ex exorbitant amounts really and some people say oh what's the uniqueness of it again sort of like you know uh, bitcoin it started as nothing and it's built as built into something um i believe there is meta unique code to a particular um nft and there's metadata behind that that makes it unique but even then it's it's just a unique code that represents an image that's worth hundreds of thousands in, in many cases which is why it's such a prime um um doorway for money laundering in my humble perspective um the next thing is that um let's see here the latest ukraine updates oh so yeah well putin is still increasing military options although russia does say that their chance for diplomatic uh, talks are still on the table okay but hold on putin is increasing military options according to pentagon spokesman Okay, so I'm going to take that even more with a grain of salt because when it comes from the Pentagon, uh, especially after that video that came out of what's his, I, I, was it Ned Price? That that spokesperson, he worked for the CIA for seven, eight years, then left under the Trump administration, and then he's now a spokesperson for the Pentagon, and he was the one uh, the other day, last week, I believe, that everyone was uh, laughing at because he could not provide reporters with evidence of what Russia's doing. Um, when the reporter said, can you provide us with data? or like what Russia's up to, and then they just, he couldn't answer. He's like, I told you what they're doing. He's like, no, you didn't. Where's the report? He goes, Matt, the report's, I'm telling you the report right now. He goes, no, you're making assertions. He goes, but where's the proof? Where's the evidence? And yeah, so anyways, I'm sure you, uh, a handful of you folks know what I'm referring to here. The next thing is that Skater Valivia uh, has tested positive for a banned substance. Olympic testers say trimetazidine was found, uh, trimet. 
oh, trimetazidine, yes, was found in a sample taken at the Russian National Championships in December. Look, um, some people I've seen already on Twitter say, oh, of course it's the Russian athlete. You know, this is, look, guys, they all do it. Um, again, not to defend Russia. Uh, they've been known to attempt, from my understanding, um, please forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I believe in, if you look at the big picture of Olympic history, the Russians have been known to attempt to cheat more often than others. But again, cheating still happens all, all across the board. So um, we take that, you know, as you will. The next thing is that a local politician in the U.S. state of Kentucky has survived a shooting inside his office on Monday morning. Police have now apprehended the individual who shot Craig Greenberg, uh, running to be Louisville's next Democratic mayor, around uh, 1,100 uh, local time, 1,500 GMT time. Mr. Greenberg later tweeted his team was safe and he would provide an update in due course. Um... Yeah, that's intense. Imagine you're running, trying to be a public spokesperson. And this is why there's so much fear these days. I understand. And this is also why I understand the aliens don't want to talk to us, the, the everyday person, because you're in your office doing your thing and someone comes in and shoots you. Now, I, I get it. There's probably more context to it. Maybe he, he, again, I'm not saying he deserved this, but maybe he pissed someone off, said something to the wrong person. I don't know. Right. But with that being said, if we take it at face value, this story, holy crap. It's like me sitting here recording. Someone comes in and just tries to, you know, <laughs> pop a cap in my leg like what <laughs> so anyways um the next thing is I, I mean glad to hear he's okay and all that the next thing is that eminem took the knee as he jointly headlined the super bowl on sunday with dr dre snoop dogg mary j blige and kendrick lamar it was a show of walter walter wall hits um but did too many hooks spoil the broth i don't know that's just i think what bbc uh that was their headline there. Um, yeah, so again, I, we're going to be focusing in the next 48 hours, particularly for the members, the um, the esoteric angle of the halftime show. I did not miss out. I did not watch it live, to be honest with you folks, but I did not miss any of you saying, Dave, 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 please cover the, you know, the symbolism and all that. There's a lot there, guys. There's a lot there. And I just don't want to get into it too much because this is a Kraken um, episode. But yeah, there, there's quite a bit there in terms of what Kendrick Lamar was wearing, in terms of the symbolism during the performances, all of that then there's the whole thing of eminem taking the knee like colin kaepernick again um the nfl said that they I, I believe they said they weren't aware of this or or no initially apparently the nfl tried to stop eminem from taking the knee but they they thought they had him under control but then during the actual presentation or the actual performance rather he did take the knee i mean look <clears throat> i think this would have been much more of an outrageous topic if this was say two three years back um Look, it, it is it's his perspective, his opinion. Uh, I think there are far more uh, bigger issues to be concerned about than if taking a knee represents something or doesn't. I do have my views on that. I do believe that taking a knee during an <clears throat> during an anthem, this is just my humble perspective, um, is disrespectful to to the veterans and to those who served. That's just me. I, I very lightly see the other side of that. Um, and I, again, this is my personal opinion, but anyways. The next thing is that a troubled Australian gaming group, Crown Resorts, agreed to be taken over by U.S. private equity giant Blackstone. Uh, the Melbourne-based firm said on Monday that its board has has backed Blackstone's $8.9 uh, billion, or that is in Australian pounds, uh, or 4.7 billion euros, or 6.3 billion American dollars, for those that want to know the conversions, buyout offer. The deal gives high-profile billionaire James Packer the opportunity to exit the business which has faced scandals and regulatory scrutiny yeah it makes sense it's a casino <laughs> um let me see uh crown which runs integrated resorts in melbourne perth and sydney previously rejected a lower bid from from blackstone i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is just my opinion blackstone 
wants Crown in the big picture because it, it will act as a great money funneler for a lot of things that we'll be covering in upcoming members only episodes but with that being said folks we have a live stream coming up in the next uh, few hours as of the time I'm recording this I wanted to wait till um, a little later excuse me in the day Mondays to sort of just let the news rack up and with that being said thank you so very much for watching and sorry one second here with that being said thank you so very much for watching and we'll catch you all very very soon cheers